Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the newest installment of this podcast that this podcast has evolved. This is the third time and hopefully the last time because I'm giving myself a lot of creative freedom with this version of the podcast, so I can't imagine needing to change it again. That being said, if you are an OG listener of the podcast starting in, I should know exactly when I started my podcast, but I don't. All I know is that I'm like a hundred and something episodes in and I will get into it some more, but I've obviously been really disconnected with the podcast since I had changed it over to body acceptance, which is so weird because I thought that was going to be the thing that made me feel, I guess, more connected to it. But Anyway, I started this podcast, I think around back in 2018. Um, And one thing, first of all, it was called the All or Something Living Podcast to start. And the reason that I named it that in the beginning is because I really wanted to use it as a platform to talk about releasing perfectionism and being able to approach life in a way that's not obsessively like, you know, if I can't do all, if I can't do nothing or wait, if I can't do all, then I do nothing. So I really like to approach life in general with the idea of, I don't have to choose either, or there's this gray area in between that we don't feel comfortable talking about, but we really need to talk about. And I actually think that that is going to translate into this newest evolution of the podcast now that it's called Life Talks because part of that will be, you know, talking about the nuances of life and the fact that like for most things there really is no right or wrong answer. And there are so many things that we're going through as human beings that have us feeling like we're alone and we're the only ones and we're ashamed to talk about it because we're afraid of judgment. And I totally understand that. And I feel that often, which is why for me, it's been so therapeutic and so helpful for me to talk about the things that no one wants to talk about or that everyone's afraid to admit out loud. And so I've done that for years in my friendships. I actually remember starting that when I was like young and the first time that I was doing it was, it's so funny that this is the way that I remember it, but it's when I started sexting for the first time and I had this, um, my first love, I called him my Latino lover. His name was Vladdy and we were in, I think we met in middle school and he lived in a town called Bishop about two hours from where I grew up. And so I would get on a bus and go visit him and hang out with him. I actually met him because my best friend moved from Bishop to our town. So um, shout out to Jenny for introducing the two of us. But anyway, I he was like my obsession all throughout like middle and high school and just such a wonderful, I don't know, I still love the relationship that we had. We're not in touch anymore, but um, 
yeah, I mean, real talk, I lost my virginity to him when I was, how old was I? 17 or something. I waited for a while. I wanted to make sure that, you know, he was the one that I wanted to, and he was really great for that, for that role. But anyway, when we first started sexting, I would like, I would try sexting with him and, um, I would send him like a message, like, you know, obviously trying to say something. And that to me is like pure vulnerability. I think sexting is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. And so maybe my experience, like starting that at such a young age was like, okay, it was me. And I remember like my heart would start racing and I was like, I'm putting myself out there right now. This feels really scary, but like nine times out of 10, he took it really well. And so again, I think that he was such a good person in my life because he was so gentle with me all the time. Um, but Anyway, that's kind of where it started, I feel like. And I just like started saying things and just seeing what reaction that I would get out of people and not like to try and, I guess, be dramatic or I don't know, whatever. But just because I genuinely like wanted to see like, can I say this? Is this okay to say? And then I don't know. um, I'm trying to think if I've had experiences where people didn't take it well. I think I definitely have, but... One thing I always make clear when I talk about the stuff that no one wants to talk about is like, I try not to put it on anyone else and like make, make it like, you know, there's that person that's like, oh, like she'll say what's on her mind when everyone's afraid to not that like I'm bitchy and I, um, and I speak out and I'm like rude in that kind of way. I'm just talking more about like saying what's real for me, like the things that I'm feeling, um, even when we, I moved here to Okinawa and I started hanging out with new friends, you know, we formed this friend group over, I had said on Facebook, like we have Facebook groups galore over here because that's how we stay in touch with each other and meet each other moving overseas. And I had put out like a friend ad or whatever. And one of the things I said is like, Hey, is anyone interested in getting together for regular meetups? to watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette at the time. And so from that, like organically, I got this group of girls that started coming over and it's five of us. And we realized like we actually really get along and we love to get our husbands involved and things like that. And so I was out to dinner with a few of them one night and I was like, you know what, you guys, (laughs) sometimes I sit here and like you guys talk about how you love that we've like you know, met each other and that we have each other. And I'm like, and sometimes I get mad that I don't get credit for being the one that brought us together. Like no one says, thanks, Lauren. (laughs) And I like, I felt so, I feel so stupid sometimes admitting those things, but like, that's what's really going on in my head. And they were, and I remember one of them laughed at me and she's like, um, she said exactly that. She's like, you just say the things that like most of us are thinking. And so, I kind of put myself out there sometimes and, um, in a way that like, yeah, I could look really stupid or egotistical or whatever, but that's just what's, I guess, real for me. And like, I, I can't change it. Like, why would I feel, I, I, why would I feel ashamed for something that like, is just a real, I think human feeling. And I think that like, we all can sometimes be run by our ego. So that was just an example 
that I thought was funny. Um, and sometimes those are the things that go through my head and I like to just share them. I feel like when I share them and release them, it takes away the power of them and they don't cause me to hide in shame any longer or think that like I'm a big weirdo because half of the time when I do admit it, people are like, Oh my gosh, me too. I thought I was the only one. And yes, there have been times where I've been judged. There have been times where those things have been used against me or caused people to think of me in a way that I don't feel is reflective of like who I am. But I feel that the responses, the positive responses have outweighed any sort of negativity. And, you know, it's just that I really feel that as humans, like we can grow and we can evolve and like whatever thoughts that I'm having right now or beliefs aren't permanent or set in stone. And so I think it's almost helpful to be able to say what's really going on for me and what's on my mind or what I believe about something or whatever. That way, at least we can start dialogue around it. And maybe I can talk to people and say like, Hey, like, do you feel this way too? Or is it just me? And that helps me make sense of the world. And for someone like me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'm definitely prone to depression and anxiety and low self-esteem. And I have to just be really, I have to be really expressive or I choose to be really expressive because I found that that's one of the major ways that allows me to cope with all the big feelings that I have. Like I just, I have to say them out loud or I have to journal them or they have to come out somehow, which is kind of how the idea of this newest version of the podcast came out. Um, if you are connected to me on social media or you know me personally, um, first of all, then you know that last week I announced that I was shutting down my whatever freaking business it had turned into. I've been saying my business for the last like six years since I started and I don't even know what it means anymore. And Last year, because I had started out 2021 with such body image struggles, because like most of us, I gained a lot of weight through the pandemic and through 2020, and I just like wanted to create a community to talk about it. Um, and so I decided, you know, I'm going to try really just going all in and change my brand to body acceptance, change the podcast to body acceptance podcast. And really make it about like healing our relationship with food and our bodies. But man, this, that topic is so fucking complicated for so many reasons. There's so many nuances to it and everyone's in a different place in their journey. And it's so hard to talk about in a widespread way without offending anyone or, um, I don't know. It just got to a point where I was putting so much into my work and I have been actually for the last six years, I've been creating online courses and resources and just trying to, I guess, help people. And maybe that was my mistake is I'm a certified health coach. That's where it started, honestly. But I, you know, part of, I guess, creating your own online business is creating resources to help people. And it just got to a point where it it felt it felt really, um, inauthentic for me. And I know sometimes that's a buzzword that doesn't translate well, but it, it didn't feel, it was starting to feel very girl boss vibes for me, if you know what I'm talking about. And I just, 
hit a point where I was like, I don't want to follow all these rules and yada, yada. And anyway, the, I wrote the body acceptance book last year. I self-published my first book and that took me, that project surprisingly only took me like five months. It is a short book, but sometimes when I get these ideas, they just kind of like come out and I just go for it. And that's probably the best thing that came out of that. So I definitely needed that experience and actually it's what led me to where I am now. But anyway, I wrote the book and that was probably the most support or interest I've ever gotten from any project I've ever done in the last six years. And so then, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we're on to something. And I got together with my friend Chris and we created this body acceptance book club. We spent months and months working on it and really just trying to get the word out there. And, you know, we spent so much time and put so much love and energy into it. And the time rolls around, we launch it and which was actually for the month of January where we're in now, we're getting toward the end. And so, you know, comes down to it and I've been told and I've, I've actually been able to adopt this mentality of like, if one person shows up, that's enough, which is so beautiful. Like I, I'm here to help people, but when I'm trying to run a business and go somewhere with it, you know, it gets to a point where like, okay, you know, we've been going at this for years and I've been trying to be optimistic for years that like, Hey, I worked months on this project and only one person bought it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just tweak this. And it's like the same outcome. And I have just been thinking like, oh my God, is this something wrong with me? Am I just like, am I just too pushy? Am I not interesting? Am I, I don't even know. It just went like personally attacking me versus thinking of that as something separate from me. You know, it's like, oh, there's something wrong with me. And so we launched this, this project and, you know, I, there are, probably a handful of people that show up in the Facebook group, which I was really actually grateful. I was surprised and I was happy and, you know, just so ready to like dive into this and have conversations and like, yay. And then it comes down to it. And like a few weeks in, you know, only one person is participating and I love her so much for that. And she is just, you know, soaking it all in. And I think of all the times that I personally have signed up for stuff and never like followed through with it. And I honestly really empathize with those creators for putting so much work. But usually when I see that happen, it's because I'm in, you know, a project where a lot of people are participating. So I don't feel as bad, but, um, I've been really dealing with depression the last few months and feeling not enough. I've been feeling like an outsider in the friend group that I formed here. And I, I was just like, you know what? No one's fucking participating. Why am I putting so much of myself here? Clearly this isn't working. And it's a sign that like something like this isn't, you know, it's not even lighting me up anymore. And then don't even get me started on the podcast. I didn't even look forward to doing podcast episodes for the body acceptance podcast because I felt like it all had to be geared toward, you know, certain like, like how to and yada, yada. And I'm just, I don't think I'm a how to kind of girl. Like, I think that I am, I think what's hard is that the things I want to talk about are really uncomfortable and they can be really off-putting. But the people that want to talk about them with me really want to dive deep. Two of my best friends, Jazz and Joe, and again, shout out to you ladies, because I feel like you're the ones 
who really encouraged me to keep this podcast going. And you're the ones who give me the courage to dive deeper into who I am and to not be ashamed of that. You know, I was telling them the other night on a Zoom call that like, I just feel like I'm too much for people. I feel like I just want to dive deep into the feelings and like, just want to talk about what's real for me and yada, yada. And I just don't think other people want that. And they're like, no, you're, if that's how you feel, then you're around the wrong people because that's our favorite thing about you. You know, we love you and we, and I love that about them too. I love getting on the phone, especially like Joe and I can dive into one topic and just go down this long rabbit hole and, you know, talk about the things that like people might judge us for and say that we're weird, but we totally get it. You know, those friends are just so, they're so, I think, rare and so amazing. And, you know, you just really need to hold on to those friendships. And something I realized is that not every friendship is that way. And I think that's completely okay too, because I don't think we have the capacity to, maybe have the bandwidth to have that kind of relationship with everyone, you know, I get that it can like be exhausting to try and hold space for someone when you've got your own stuff going on or, you know, um, we don't want to get up caught up in everyone's drama or, and that's why I think like it's helpful to have the friends that really know you that way when something is going on, you know, it's like, um, I know exactly I know, I guess, like how you, I know you well enough to know how you're going to, like what's going on for you in this situation. Like I know how you cope. I know how to approach you in this situation. I know what to say, yada, yada. You just build that up over years. And so, you know, making new friends can be really hard in that way is because in the beginning it's awkward and clumsy and you don't know what to say to each other. And Um, sometimes you feel like you say the wrong things or sometimes you feel certain ways and you're afraid to talk to them about it because you don't know how they handle conflict and hi, yeah, yeah. It's like new relationship, new relationships, you know, all the same. I think Jason and I, we've been together 10 years and by this point we really can not have to trek through so much mud to have conversations that are productive when it used to just be so, there used to be so much to it. And I love the challenge. And then sometimes I just don't have the capacity to do all of that. So anyway, um, how did I get to there from here (laughs) or here from there? But I was talking about, yeah, just feeling like I, I just wasn't resonating with me anymore. I don't want to feel that I'm putting pressure on my creativity. And that's where it felt is like before I was making a full-time income, I decided to go full-time in my business. And I just don't think that I really built that kind of platform to need that. And so I am scaling back. I was going to shut down the podcast and maybe bring it up later, but I was like, why not just change it? And thankfully, again, more than just Joe and Jazz encouraged me, a few people reached out and were like, I'm so relieved and so glad that you're keeping your podcast going. And I also think it's going to be a good way to catch up with people or get to know people um, because I'm going to have some friends or people I've never talked to before on here. And we're going to just cover topics like I already have someone wanting to talk about mental health, another one wanting to talk about surrogacy, another one where we're probably going to talk about um, feeling sexy as a mom, because, you know, I can relate to that one too as a stepmom. But um, anyway, 
Life over here so far in Okinawa has been a mixture of really beautiful. It's so funny. I was telling Jason yesterday, like, and Jason's my husband. If you haven't, if you're new to this and you don't know who he is, but yeah, that's my husband. And I was telling him yesterday, I was like, it's crazy how quickly things can change. I remember just a few months ago, I was going, I had like a really great routine going here and we didn't have many restrictions. I think the only thing was just wearing masks and that doesn't really bother me so much. And so I was going to a regular yoga class on Fridays on at the beach with my friend Chris. And what else did I have going on? I was like hanging out with my friend and neighbor Irene really regularly. We were going golfing and going to the beach and doing all this stuff and um, getting together for our weekly bachelorette date with our friend group and getting together for other things besides that dinners and all this stuff. And I just felt so good. I felt so good. I remember driving from yoga one Friday morning back onto base and feeling that just like my soul was lit up. I was so happy and I was like, wow, life feels so good. And then something happened between the holidays and, you know, our friend group got really busy and I just haven't heard from anyone and started to feel again that that was like something I did wrong and, you know, maybe I'm just too much for them and, um, and then, yeah, so we stopped getting together regularly. Everyone got busy with the holidays. The energy just totally changed. And I, and then the restrictions, um, starting January, we're like, we've been on lockdown now for about three weeks and we're heading into, they just extended it. And so I've been in a really deep, dark place of just feeling like I'm not good enough. I'm not even good enough to keep friends. I, <clears throat> And, and, you know, now I can't, like, I can't, no one wants to invest in my business or even, you know, whatever, whatever. And I don't know, I think talking about body acceptance again is so complicated because when you do it as a, I guess, profession, you're online and you're talking about certain things because I'm really putting my opinions and beliefs out there on, you know, what, what I feel about it. And, and then in your personal life, you're, you might get people that think that you're judging them because of that, or, um, they see your opinions out there online and they think that like, you know, and and it's so hard, I think, because also I'm still triggered and still healing in some ways too. And so I'm supposed to be this like, quote unquote expert. Don't even refer to, I don't even consider myself that, but I'm supposed to be the one who's able to hold space for everyone wherever they are in their journey while I'm still healing my relationship with my body. I think that'll be a lifelong thing. And so, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if I really want to be known as that, especially even when I was like studying diet dietetics in college for a little bit, people are like, Oh, you're going to be a dietitian. Let me tell you about my diet. And and that's just not what it's about for me. It's more, it's more I've realized about the self-love, self-care component, psychological. I don't really want to talk about diets. I don't really want to talk about food or, um, you know, exercise with people. Of course, I'm like, I love to answer questions. And if people are like struggling with specific things and they want to talk to me about it and they're open to hearing different responses than probably they're used to. Um, but overall it's, it's, I think I don't like talking about it because I feel that I make people feel judged 
or people, maybe I don't make them feel that way or they just do sometimes. And I mean, that's happened multiple times, like from 2016 to now. And I used to feel that way even when I did, um, when I did like bodybuilding and stuff like that. But back then I really was judgmental. I really did think that I was superior for everything that I did. And I think where it hurts most now when people say that they feel judged or, um, or, you know, just that they're afraid to tell me about certain things that they're doing because I might have this reaction or I have had this reaction or whatever, or it's perceived that I've had this reaction. It's hard for me because, um, because I've worked so hard on not being that person. I've worked so hard on being someone like I, I, I value being someone who is who you can talk to about things. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, if I can't even, if I can't make people feel safe to talk to me about this kind of stuff, then what am I doing? So that was part of the decision of like, all right, I've, I've really tried really tried to be open here and I can be open about so many topics and, um, maybe I'm just too passionate about body acceptance and intuitive eating and all that stuff. Maybe, maybe that's the one thing in my life that like, I, I do have a really strong opinion and belief about. And a lot of that is because of how much it's healed and changed my life, I think. And so sometimes I feel like, threatened that that's going to be taken away for whatever reason that like I'm going to lose this connection that I've built with my body and I don't want to come from a place anymore of like I'm helping people that like I'm let me help you let me change you I don't want that because I I don't I don't want to have that energy of between interactions of like let me do this for you let me you know I want to be there for people if they ask and and again, my version of being there is literally like being alongside. So instead of like standing over someone and saying, let me teach you this, I just kind of want to be like, Hey, let's be here together. A lot of the answers and things that I've come up for, come up with, with myself, does that make sense? Uh, Over the years, a lot of the ways that I've grown had to be an individual choice. It was something that I did on my own because I knew what I needed. I just needed someone to believe that I knew. Again, like, I know that sounds crazy, but like, if you know, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's how I feel is a lot of the changes that I made wasn't from someone like trying to push me or change me. It was just like, Hey, I see you and whatever you're going through, like I'm here to support you or not just whatever you need. Uh, it's a very chill kind of relationship. I like, I kind of like that of just being able to like, just be there. And it's so much less exhausting on my part. And then it's probably a lot less draining to be the person on the other side of that too. I know that me learning to to have a relationship with myself came from Jason just loving me unconditionally. I think that's what we need more of. We need less of people telling us what we can change and more of people telling us why we're lovable and why they love us and just giving us more of that love. So I think that's where I'm headed where I want to be in relationships and friendships and with my family members, just more of like, Hey, you know, I'm over here working on myself, but don't let that make you think that I'm not approachable. I, I love working on myself because 
again, I have a very active imagination and mind. And if I'm not doing something, then it's going to run away from me. And it does run away from me and tells me stories that aren't true and causes a lot of issues. So I am someone who constantly does have to be evaluating and growing and learning. But again, that's what's true for me. And so I've just decided Again, I'm going to let all that go. I'm going to keep the podcast and I'm going to keep writing. I've already started writing my second book and that one's going to be on self-love. This one I think I'm excited about because for the first time it's going to be more, I wouldn't say like research heavy, but more I'm incorporating a lot of the my favorite books and tools that I've used over the years. Just again, I think I did a really beautiful job with my book body acceptance about just being like, here's a buffet and a platter of the things I've learned, take it or leave it. And that's kind of my goal with my next book too. It's just, you know, this isn't a how-to guide. This isn't like a 30 days process. This isn't a step-by-step guide on how to love yourself. This is just the information that has really helped me build a relationship with myself. And I'm in the process right now of working on self-love and re- affirming that because I think part of why I've been struggling the last few months is like I've relied on other people for my source of happiness and the times I've felt happiest and most content have been those times where I've really anchored into self-love and and validating myself. So I just wanted to give you a quick rundown on what's been going on, what the update is, where I'm at with things and it just feels so good and so liberating to be able to talk to you about what I want to talk to what I want to talk about without having a script. This is how my podcast started. And I'm glad that we're going back to that like imperfect, unpolished kind of thing and just again having real talks and and yeah, saying what's going on for us and um If there's anything that you want to share with me or something that maybe you want to talk about on the podcast or just in general, again, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. I prefer voice notes sometimes because, um, because I like to be able to like, sometimes it's hard to hear the emotion behind what someone's saying. So I like using voice notes, especially if we're like, we don't know each other or if we haven't talked in a while. I'm, I'm, I'm good with obviously like texting and, you know, writing text or whatever. But if you are someone that's comfortable with voice note, please feel free to send me a voice note. I am not opposed to that. Oh, and the last thing I'll say, I keep forgetting to go back to this because some people have been confused about like, you know, quitting this entrepreneurship business desire, whatever I still do plan on. So I'm going to start school hopefully next month and I'll be studying creative writing with a concentration in nonfiction. So I want to continue to write books about life, about the things that I've learned about that have helped me the most in life, probably do some freelance writing, maybe copywriting, who knows, but I definitely love writing and I love communicating through this podcast, through writing and speaking. And both of those are just powerful ways for me to process everything. And, you know, um, I don't know if you relate, but you can tell me if you do. I know that a lot of us hold things in. And and so I just want to encourage you to, to think about talking about the things that feel relevant to you or maybe feel hard to talk about. And if that's too much for now, you know, you can write it in your journal. I start out every morning by writing three pages in my journal 
It's called Morning Pages, and that's actually from The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. But I start out my morning by letting out all those like crusty thoughts that have been rolling around in my head. And then, yeah, I write a lot and I speak whenever I can. That's why it's so important for me to have the relationships and friendships where I can just like talk about things and process things. And yeah, if you don't have that already, just know that I'm here for you and I'm looking forward to more episodes. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.